drive safe, text win home with your human host, Josh Matthews. And there we go. Okay, so um, uh, this is, okay, I don't see, I'm starting this terribly, but you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to say this is a podcast and I'm here with, say your name. James Watson. Woo! Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and dude, I was, I was so, it was so cool to like, I'm, I'm glad to have you on here. And, and like, I loved when you were like, dude, why do you want to talk to me? I was like, dude, because like my friend was like, yo, he, this dude, like, like it's because especially like, cause my best friend Riley said, like he collects records and all this stuff. And like, dude, honestly, all the pictures you take of your records are beautiful. So like, Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, dude, I, I thought it was so cool. And then he was like, yeah, you should talk to him. And then he also told me that you were in some crazy band. So I was like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I was like, man, why would anybody want to talk to me about this stuff? Like, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm more than happy to talk about it. I'm, I'm very honored. Thank you, dude, dude. Well, they, I'm stoked, man. This is so cool. Like, so like, first of all, like, like like you you were telling me that you like you were in the heartland and uh cloacal kiss like how did how were you like in the heartland when they started and like did you start cloacal kiss also or did you just join both those bands uh <clears throat> so the heartland was uh first in those in that set of go okay. around with the bands but uh the heartland had already been established for a few years at that point um I think maybe two to three years by that point, honestly, okay. uh, they had gone through a, a slew of drummers and different lineup changes and stuff like that. And um, I think I was the third drummer of that band. Um, and I think all of, a, of the drummers combined, I think there were a total of six. Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I was in, I was smack dab in the middle um, and I joined in 2005, uh, in December oh, and, uh, so, you know, that, that whole deal was like, they were, they weren't my first band ever to be in. Like I was in a bunch of like, you know, bullshit high school bands and stuff like that. Like you and your friends getting together and jamming in the garage or the basement, that type of stuff like that. Heck yeah. And, um, I had a friend who... I went to high school with and he was like, Hey dude, my buddy's band, they are super sick. Um, <clears throat> and they need a drummer and I, you know, passed your name along. And so here's his AOL instant messenger name. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to remember what his username was, but it was John of the heartland. I think it was, john hartland or something like that on aim or something like that and nice. so i i got in touch with him and i was like hey dude i was like my buddy you know gave me uh like a four song demo that you you guys put together for you know trying out and stuff like that definitely would be interested um and i hadn't actually listened to it yet at that point when i was <laughs> nice. messaging him yeah and i was like <laughs> i was like can you like give me like you know a gist of like what you're go you're going for and he started you know you know a ton of bands and stuff like that and like you know sawtooth grin daughters okay. that that type of stuff Hell yeah. and <clears throat> back then i was really really new into you know that sassy 
sort of genre of of grindcore at that point like yeah the only thing that you know in my head at the time of grindcore was like for some reason my brain thought like the first type of negative like album was like somewhat of a grindcore album you know yeah. the the carnivore stuff that you know peter still did with like before typo um and you know napalm death like i was yeah. like okay you know that type of stuff and he's like eh, it's a little different just, just listen to the cd yeah and uh <laughs> and he was like i'm super stoked that you'd be interested and you know listen to it let me know what you think and we'll set up a time to jam and i was like okay cool so listen to it and i was like holy shit what the fuck is happening in this music here? Like, <laughs> i was like i don't know if i can like you know i've been in you know playing drums since i was 13 and you know i was 18 at the time and i was like you know like what 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 the hell is happening here like i don't know if yeah. i can count count this like this mathematical <laughs> music <laughs> and i was like uh okay you know i'll i'll give it a whirl and you know see what it's like but i was like i really dig this like it's nothing that i'd ever heard before you know <clears throat> i um so you know we set up a time and my buddy and i went over and we jammed um uh, and it was just me and him and his mom's mom and dad's house okay. and <laughs> we had run through the song, the blue period. Uh, that was the tryout song that everyone was doing. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I keep clearing my throat. Um, <laughs> it's all good, man. Um, but we were running through the song, the blue period, a bunch and, uh, you know, trying to nail little parts like, cause you know, it's got weird time signatures and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, I had gotten through it pretty well. And the bass player, his name is drew who he had walked in like halfway through and then like kind of hung back while we finished out the song. And he was like, dude, was that like the first time you guys played that? And we're like, no, it's like the, you know, like second or third time. And he was like, dude, that was the shit. Oh dude, <laughs> sick. And I was like, Whoa, I got this dude's like thumb of approval. And John's like, yeah, definitely dude. He's like, do you want this gig or not? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> dude. That's so cool. <clears throat> yeah. And so <clears throat> that was the first time I had ever like tried out for a band. Yeah. And like, I was just like, <clears throat> brains going like 10,000 miles an hour. I'm like, you know, what am I in for? You know, I'm not used to this type of stuff. Like with my other band that I had, you know, previously to that, we had played, I think like two or three, maybe four, maybe five shows total oh wow yeah and so i was like um you know he's telling me like hey we're gonna be you know doing touring and like playing a lot of weekend warrior type shows like friday saturday maybe even friday saturday sunday yeah and i was like fuck it dude let's do it let's, oh, let's dude, go so sick yeah <clears throat> so that's how that that started um and i was with the heartland until the summer of 2006, so not even a full year. Oh, okay. Um, and when we were on one of our tours, um, we had some shows lined up in um, West Virginia and Kentucky, uh, some places down south like that. Yeah. From where, <clears throat> from Ohio, from where we're from. And uh, Colloquial Kiss was actually um, one of the bands that was going to be like linking up with us, and we were going to do you know, three or four shows with them. Oh, sick. 
Yeah. And I had heard them very early on into joining the Heartland uh, from the singer at the time. His name was Lance. Okay. Uh, he was like, here's the bands that, you know, I'm super into kind of have like this kind of vibe feel for like what we want to do. And it was the Sawtooth Grin and Cloacal Kiss. And both of those bands were fronted by the same person, yeah. Rich Lombardi. So <clears throat> when I found out that we were linking up with Cloacal, I was like, man, this is just unreal. <laughs> so, so sick, dude. I was, yeah, I was so excited to just see them and, and meet them. And I was like, this is awesome. And they watched us play. Um, we were supposed to play in a church basement somewhere in Kentucky. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, you know, you know, big, you know, Sunday school room, like, you know, tile floors and stuff like that. And, you know, drop ceiling and oh dude <laughs> for some reason they canceled the gig or said that we couldn't play because of the band names and stuff like that oh yeah so somehow someone got some generators for the show and we ended up playing in a parking lot and i don't know if it was actually in the same parking lot of that church but i think it was this is like 15 years ago so i'm yeah. trying to like reach <laughs> reach back into the files yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and we ended up playing with them and you know, they played and I was just like, oh, my God, you know, this is amazing. Like seeing three dudes with instruments and a voice like Rich has is like yeah. insane. And I was like, there's no drummer, which is insane. I'm like that. I was like that. I've never seen that before. <clears throat> so they watched us play. And they, you know, they were super into what we were doing. And Hell yeah. Oh, dude, that's so cool. I know. And to hear that, like, coming from those guys, it's like, holy shit, like, are you serious? Dude, <laughs> like... I'm, I'm, like, smiling so big over here, and that happened 15 <laughs> years ago. That's so cool, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, fanboying, like, pretty hard at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and so, after that, they watched us play, and um, Nick, their bassist, and Rich came up to me, and they were like, dude, you you're shredding back there. He was like, that was really impressive to see. Oh, He's dude. like, we haven't seen, you know, people drumming like that. He was like, I haven't seen someone drum like that since, you know, Rich was saying like, since back, you know, when he was in, you know, Sawtooth and stuff like that. And that was yeah. really, really humbling. And, you know, he was like, yeah, Nick, their bass player was like, yeah, I think we might have to try and steal you away from these guys. And, uh, what? And, you know, dethrone Programmus, the uh, drum machine. And I was like, <laughs> what? Get <Dude>. out of here. <clears throat> so, you know, I was like, that would be amazing. I was like, but you guys are too kind and filling my head full of nonsense here. And uh, <laughs> so we ended up playing a couple more shows um, the, for the next couple of days with them. And once the last show we did was in um, West Virginia at this place called High Amp. And it's uh, sadly no longer there anymore. They used to house like amazing shows like the Red Chord would come through, you know, uh, Premonitions of War. All these big, 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 big bands like would come and they would play. Damn. And I was like, you know so stoked that we got to do all these little little shows with them and that show um after it was all over all the stuff was packed up and everybody was kind of going their own ways to try and find a place to crash yeah uh, we ended up crashing with the guys in cloacal at someone's house and you know uh they were like you know we would really like you to consider 
you know, possibly coming and, you know, checking out what what we're doing and, you know, maybe see if it's like a fit for you. And I was like, well, it's definitely, uh, you know, an interesting offer. And back then, you know, being, you know, 19 years old, um, I was like, yo, no one's ever like really sought after me to be like a drummer for their band. So <laughs> yeah. I was like super excited about it. And, you know, I was like, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to see where this might take me. So, you know, unfortunately I, you know, you know, told the guys in the band that I was going to be leaving. And that, that was kind of a upsetting moment for a lot of us. You know, I, I, I didn't do it the right way you know, back then, you know, you're 19 years old, you, you kind of just do shit, you know, over my space, like, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, this is, this is what's going on. And, you know, I, if I could do it all over again, I would, you know, picked up the phone and talked to John and said, you know, Hey, this is what's up. And got the angry reaction that I got from him. You know, I'd rather, rather yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, so you know, he was upset I was leaving and, you know, that was completely understandable. Yeah. And so he was like, this just really sucks. And, you know, it, it, it did. And I was sad and I was bummed. But, you know, I was also excited about a new opportunity, you know, to try something. And Heck I yeah. wanted to see where it took me. So um, we had one more tour obligation to uh, fulfill with uh, the Heartland. And it was coming up in like uh, within the next like month or so from when I had said I would be leaving. And okay. that was with the Devil Wars Prada. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of a backstory, <clears throat> not to, you know, deter too far back. Oh, no, keep but... going. This is sick, dude. <laughs> you know, being an Ohio band, you know, we got to know a lot of the, you know, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, West Virginia, Indiana bands, Michigan bands. And the Devil Wars Prada were from... Dayton or from Cincinnati or something like that. Uh-huh. And we used to hook up with them a lot and play at this place uh, headed towards Cincinnati, I think. It was called the Fisherman's Club. And it was kind of like this VFW hall type of place. Uh, okay. Big, huge open room. And they had like a little kitchen type thing. So it, it really reminded me of VFW hall and it probably was. But <laughs> We used to play with the Devil Wars Prada all the time back in those days, and they hadn't even been signed to, um, what was that first record label they were on? Uh, Rise Records. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they only had like a demo out at that point. And they had just went and recorded with uh, Joey Sturgis, which was the guy we recorded with to record Two American Kids Growing Up. Oh, okay. And um, they went and recorded um, Love, A Beautiful Discord or something like that, uh, their first record on Rise with him. And they, you know, they had just signed and they were like, you know, we need to get you guys out on the road. So they were kind of like the headlining act. Um, and we, you know, went as their tour support, you know, yeah. just all piled into two vans and we just kind of hit the road. So that was my, um, it was like a two or three week tour of... Uh, the Midwest, South, um, I don't think we went too far over past like Missouri or stuff like that, but okay. it was a really fun tour and um, it was a nice like, you know, kind of like farewell, like 
you know, with the guys and stuff like that. And exactly. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and then after that, you know, uh, I had about a couple of weeks and, uh, then I flew down to, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, where the guys in Quokel, uh, live and, uh, got started with them learning the songs, uh, you know, doing my best to attempt learning those insane <laughs> yes. robotic drum songs. Um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, I was there. Um, my stint with them was very, very, very short. Okay. Um, I, you know, kind of got homesick at some, at, at one point. Um, I stayed down there and I think I was down there for about four months, uh, in total. Oh, damn. Uh, roughly, um, learned a few songs. Um, but you know, it just, at the time it really wasn't kind of what I thought it was going to be. And, um, I got homesick and, uh, came back home and, you know, I was like, you know, this really isn't what I thought it was going to be. So at that point, you know, I was like, you know, I really appreciate you guys, you know, opening your arms to me, you know, letting me stay with you and and practice and stuff and learn all these amazing songs. And they were like, you know, you know, we totally understand. It's all good. And, you know, we've actually remained in touch, uh, you know, for, uh the last 15 years um and wow you know um another story with those guys uh here probably after a bit with uh some of your other questions but that's how those two things kind of merged and and fit together so i wasn't the the starter for e- either of those bands um okay you know <clears throat> colloquial has had um I was technically the first human to dethrone <laughs> the the drum machine, but there were a few other guys after me who attempted it as well, but none of them, you know, ever got to play a live show or oh, damn. or anything like that. So um it's kind of a bummer because like those songs are completely insane and you know, to have a live drummer play those songs is like an accomplishing feat. So it's like <laughs> you know, I can still play like I think there's like eight songs and I can, it's like eight songs on that full length album they got. And, you know, they had three songs that were on a demo, but those three songs ended up on the album. I can play oh, okay. probably half of the record, but Damn. some of those, some of those latter songs on that release are, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> we'll just let the drum machine play that one. <laughs> <laughs> walk off stage <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna go have a cigarette even though i don't smoke but i'm gonna go over here <clears throat> i'm gonna go over here and let that drum machine fuck me over and i'm gonna have a cigarette <laughs> dude that's so that's so cool to hear man like that's that's ridiculous because both those bands like i didn't hear about either of those bands until like until wax vessel so like uh-huh yeah when i found out i was like how the hell did I not know about this? Like, it sucks <laughs> that I just found about both of these bands. Uh, yeah. Honestly, all of them, like, like two o'clock girlfriend. I never knew about like, and uh-huh. the only one that I really knew and loved is me and him. And that like that, that blew my mind. So like, like, I don't know, like, he, like Nick knows how to pick his band. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that is, that is for sure. And like, that's, that's, you know, like he said on, you know, his podcast like you know that's what it's all about it's like a lot of us remember these bands but you know there's some of them where 
that were so obscure and so small, like they didn't even have like an actual like you know full on CD like release like through a label or <clears throat> you know they just put out like a CDR. Yeah, <clears throat> and so like not not a lot of people knew about them. Um, I had the the extreme pleasure uh, of you know touring uh, you know with the Heartland and stuff, and uh, later on with Dead Will Rise. But we you know kind of that Midwest like it was like almost like a Midwest friendship almost. But it was like we got to play with a ton of these bands that Nick is putting out on Wax Vessel, and it, oh, it's just like going down this awesome memory lane with him is is incredible. Like. I, you know, we, we, we've played with, you know, like tomorrow, tomorrow Wax Vessel is dropping, uh, the Great Redneck Hope, yeah. uh, album, you know, Heartland, we did a couple Weekend Warrior things with them, Damn. uh, and, you know, like the one that I remember the most is that we did a weekend with them and this group called Post Office Gals, um, <laughs> And they, you know, both of those bands are just so completely insane. Their music is incredible. And it's just like, I, I, I'm just like, I'm so glad that I got to experience those things. And we, you know, we got to tour with so many awesome bands. Like, uh, you know, we played tons of shows um, in West Virginia. And, you know, a lot of the bands from like Pittsburgh, like Robinson from Pittsburgh, they would play in West what? Virginia with us all the Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Such such an insane thing to see if if you know not a lot of people got to experience these bands and you know some people did and and that's awesome but like it it you can't put it into words like what you experience when you see like a band like Robinson play live it's just a whole other level of like intensity <laughs> dude that's so cool dude oh my god we would um there were there was this place in West Virginia. And I'm doing my best to remember the, these names and stuff like that. But um, and I like to give them a shout out, you know, in case, you know, they they listen to this stuff. And it's like um, there was a place in West Virginia called the Brick House. And we used to play there all the time in the heartland. And we would play with this band called Beyond All Hope. Uh, you know, they were from West Virginia. Um, Huntington, I believe, is the hometown for those uh, those cats. And, uh, you know, it would be, you know, Beyond All Hope another band called i shouldn't be alive um <laughs> and um there's another one that used to play uh, a ton that the name is escaping me i wrote it down i wrote it down i know i did <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dude. but robinson would come down from you know pittsburgh and play you know play the the brick house with us and you know the brick house wasn't a very uh a very big band or anything and uh or a, bi a big venue i'm sorry um so you know tiny 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 ass room and you know 50 60 kids packed into this place just to, just to watch some insane grindcore was just a whole other level it was so awesome <laughs> oh dude that sound that sounds amazing and like see like that like i i want to like because i want to ask about like your current projects because i would love to like see if like like to compare your like your ideas from t touring the scene back then and now but like like hearing about like packing 50 to 60 kids in a small room to see grindcore blows my mind like i feel mm. like no one would do that now and it 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 bums me out because like 
all the bands that you have mentioned are all dead basically and and i'm like dude come back like there are so many people that would probably come like no like like a handful of people would probably come see you because no one respects it as much anymore (laughs) but like it just bums me out so much because like they they i i wish i was in that scene at that time because it was just such like there were too many bands that were so perfect right yeah and you know back then compared to now it is completely different like like i think nick has said it best like the internet was doing a very important thing at that time. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think he said, you know, a lot of people only knew like what was pretty much local to them. And with like MySpace and the internet, you know, you were able to, you know, hear bands and hear compilations and stuff like that. And like, figure out like, Oh, okay. You know, these dudes are from this area and you got a band started. And it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, you, you, you remember that, uh, you know, that band, uh, you know, uh, Colloquial Kiss or whatever, like, you know, they're from Raleigh. So maybe we can like try and like book a little tour, like go down in that way and, you know, try and hook up with them and play a show with them or like, you know, Robinson's and, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, let's maybe do like a weekend warrior thing with those guys. You know, it's totally, totally different time back then. And it was incredible compared to now. (laughs) Damn, yeah, because, like, you literally saying all those band names, like, saying, like, yo, maybe we could just hook up with them. Like, it's like, if that were to happen now, I, I would, I th- th- I mean, it can't happen now. Like, you would be like, oh, I want to try and go hook up with this band that's bigger upstate. They're going to be like, well, how many Facebook likes do you have? It's like, dude, yeah. like, <laughs> it's not about that. Like, I just, like, I, you're, you're cool. I just want to play with you. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and, you know, at the, at the same point of, like, what you're saying, you know, back then it was like, you know, is this band good? Like, yeah, <clears throat> and we don't want to like, and it was like, you know, we all became mutual friends, like, you know, pretty much instantly because we all loved each other's music. Like, yeah, see you next, see you next Tuesday, Robinson, you know, that type of stuff. It was like we were all buddies and, it, it, you know, played tons and tons of shows together. And it was such it was such a blast, man. It was there's so many stories I could sit here for hours with you and just kind of reminisce about the old (laughs) days but everyone would fall asleep and be like fuck this podcast (laughs) dude see i'm totally down to for people to say fuck this podcast because to me that sounds so sick (laughs) like all they do is talk about grandpa grindcore and it's like (laughs) we don't want to hear about that shit now we want to you want to hear about something something going on today (laughs) (laughs) dude dude that is like I don't know, just hearing all those stories, like, it's just so cool, especially, like, <clears throat> I don't know, you were in, like, the, like granted, like, you said you were in Colloquial for just a little bit, but, like, both those bands are, like, pretty, like, hu- they're huge in, like, that grindcore scene, so, and, like, you sound so humble and, like, s- stupidly nice, so I'm, like, dude, this is, like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just stoked to be able to talk to you and, like, like, and just, like, to know that someone that was in that band like those bands that are just super down to earth is just always so like heartwarming to me. Appreciate it, dude. And you know, <clears throat> I've, I, I've, I'd like to think that I've always been nice to people. You know, I, I, I've never tried to make any sort of enemies or anything like that. So it's like, you know, why, why be a dickhead, you know, just be, you know, just be a nice guy. Like Steven Seagal said it in all of his movies before he broke your hand. He was like, <laughs> be a nice guy. And if you're not, I'm going to break your fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> 
dude, it's like, so I haven't seen any of those videos or movies. That makes me literally want to watch them just because oh. of that line. Oh, dude, Steven Seagal's the man. <laughs> if, I, if I can give you one movie to watch by Steven Seagal, it would be Out for Justice. Okay, dude, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, li- I'm literally gonna write that down because I know I'll forget. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> it might be cheesy as shit now but you know compared to today's action films but like steven seagal's the real deal man dude hell yeah dude no i'm totally down that sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs) dude so like so uh you were saying that like you have like like you were telling me like uh when i was texting you like that you have like some current projects like what like you said like what is that like what do you have going right now well I feel like Nick, I, I got to take a breath for a second here. <laughs> that was one thing I kept laughing about during this podcast. He was like, oh, dude, I got to take a breath. I've been talking too much. <laughs> dude, it's perfect. I love it, man. Like since quarantine, it's like, uh, I feel like I haven't talked as much in a, in a whole day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, I have a few uh, different projects going on. Um, I've always been an eclectic listener of music and an eclectic player of music. Um, I have some grindcore projects going on. Um, I have a black metal project going on. Oh, wow. Um, I also have a mathy techie project that is, um, <clears throat> just in its infant stage of, you know, coming together, uh, ideas, riffs are being thrown about, uh, yeah. for that project. And I also play in a, uh, indie band, um, oh. The indie band that I play in is called Go Analog. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, That's a cool name. Thank you. Um, we, they've been around for a while. Um, I used to play with them back in 2008, 2009, to oh, wow. about 2011, and uh, we kind of called it quits. Oh, okay. Um, they took a, a break for a few years, and then they got back together with a, a different drummer, and uh, they... <clears throat> I think that was like 2015 and you know, they did shows and did a new, a new EP during that time. And then um, at the tail end of 2018, I think is when they parted ways with their uh, drummer that they had. And they um, been, you know, like trying to be nice. I always try and stay, you know, in contact with people and yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Keith from that band, was like, hey, dude, um, you know, we're looking to keep going after Matt's departure. And, you know, would you be interested in, in rejoining? And, you know, we've got some new songs lined up. We want to record a new record. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So um, got that going on. Uh, last October, we, um, we did a new EP um, with a guy named Eddie Ashworth, who is... He's actually um, an engineer professor at uh, Ohio University down in Athens, Ohio. Wow. Um, but he, um, <laughs> this is where shit gets really bizarre. He, <laughs> he was um, a guy from California, lived most of his life out in California as a, as a record engineer and record producer. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, he produced um, the, the old the old rock 80s rock band great white um they had that what? song once bitten twice shy yeah <laughs> uh, he, he recorded that record and it, be, it like went platinum and all kinds <laughs> Dude. Of shit. oh my god um, <clears throat> and he used to do 
um, you know, out in California, he, he actually, he and I were talking and somehow um, our bass player, Michael was like, Hey, you know, like Jim's like really into, you know, grindcore and stuff like that. And, and he looked at me and he was like, Oh, that's really cool. He's like, I recorded a grindcore band one time back in LA or California somewhere. And I was like, Oh really? Who was it? And he was like, you ever um, heard of a, uh, a band called uh, drop dead? And I was what? Like, <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, you recorded Drop Dead? And he goes, oh, wait, 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 my bad. They were called Despise You. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? What? Dude. <laughs> yeah. And he, I, I was like, that's insane. I was like, you recorded those guys? And he was like, yeah, dude. He's like, uh, it was the easiest damn setup in the entire world. He's like, I just like threw some mics on the drums. You know, we, we. Gave the the singer a microphone. He just went, and you know, we just went went from there. And um, yeah, the the record he did with them like was like a split seven inch with some other band. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, dude, yeah, I was like, oh, that's insane. And you know, we started talking more about that stuff. But his big thing that like you know, other than Great White, I was about to say like bigger, (laughs) damn. Uh, yeah, this one like literally like put me on my ass. Um. (laughs) He did stuff with uh, the band Pennywise. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, he recorded a few Pennywise records, and um, the big, big one was Sublime. <laughs> Whoa, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, oh my god, that's blowing my... Dude! It was, it was so, so insane to hear. Like, um, he was um, one of the producers on the final Sublime record with... Um, bradley before he passed away whoa dude so like the album with the the picture of his back with the sublime tattoo across his back yeah that's the album he did <laughs> dude what, dude <laughs> that, that is so stupid oh my god dude and i'm like and you're here in athens ohio this tiny little country hick town <laughs> you know being a professor at, at a college i was like that's insane like you've lived such a crazy life yeah, and he's like, he's like, I love it here, man. And you know, he had all kinds of of stories to tell of those days, and stories about Brad from Sublime and stuff like that. And you know, it was it was really just like an eye opening experience. And you know, on top of all the great stories and stuff like that, he was an incredible guy to record with. Like, I've never felt more comfortable with somebody who was going to give me like. That was pretty good, but it was still shit, and you can do better. <laughs> like that—that's perfect. Yeah, like I—I, I, I want to be able to, you know, be like open to that criticism, and you know, he wasn't mean about it, but he was like, you know, yeah, that was a pretty good take, but um, let's do another one. You know, that was, you know, <clears throat> that was like Eddie's thing, and you know, we, you know, recorded we recorded live, uh, for nice. you know the drum portion and um. You know, it was just it was just so awesome. But um, we did that back in October of last year, and uh, we're getting ready to um, actually put that out uh, very very soon. Um, oh, badass, dude! Yeah, um, the uh, the CDs are are completed and all that good stuff, and the the vinyl is actually at the pressing plant right now. Um, oh, sick! Think, yeah, um, pretty pretty stoked about that. So the I think it's another couple of weeks before we get the vinyl back, but um, the test presses, you know, we got the test presses and got to check those out. So it was really insane to hear 
how good you know it all came together and sounded on vinyl man it's just you know it was so it was so cool and uh so that's coming out really soon and uh i'll have some more details and stuff like that to share at a at a later date but um we're hoping uh the release will be sometime this month oh dude i'm like hearing that like i now i definitely want to go back and like listen to that like that band but like dude like knowing that whole story like i feel like like, I'm just gonna love the record just because of that. That's amazing, man. Oh, thank you, man. Um, yeah. it's it's a really great record. Like, there's really great songs on there. They sound incredible. Um, you can actually check out uh, our single that we released um, earlier in the year um, on Spotify and uh, Apple Music and all that stuff. It's actually called Wait. Okay, cool. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that and. Uh, yeah uh for that so for that group that's that's what's going on um i have a um i so referring <laughs> back to the heartland days yeah um, with the with the gentleman i mentioned earlier john yeah um john has been such a great friend to have for the last 15 years he is my closest musical counterpart like i love doing any sort of project with him um you know after i left the heartland we um didn't we didn't play in any bands for you know a length of time but there was probably for the last i'd say 10 years we've played in so many different projects together but um (laughs) John and I have a um, a black metal project uh, called <laughs> called Luring. Um, so we have a we have a cassette release out uh, for the first thing that we ever did. It was a it was a nearly seventeen or twenty one minute long song. <laughs> Damn, that's broken up into two parts, and it's. <laughs> Dude. It's so fantastic, and the way that we recorded it was really cool. Um, we have another, we have a grindcore project um, together called uh, Vertigo Index. Um, oh, cool! That sounds which, awesome. Yeah, which we straight started for our love for the grind band Discordance Axis. Oh, okay, um, nice. We totally ripped the name off from from their uh, the title track of their uh, second album that they did. Um, <laughs> nice. I actually um, emailed the the singer of the band, John Chang, and I was like, hey, dude, I really love your band. Um, We were wondering if we could use, you know, one of your song titles as the name for our band. He was like, fuck it, go for it. Like, I don't care. Oh, dude, that's sick. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, sweet, thank you. And I was like, phew, I was like worried, like, he might come back and be like, you know, what is this shit? And we're going to sue you or whatever. (laughs) Uh, He was totally cool with it. And um, I was really humbled by that. And he was like, yeah, man, can't wait to hear it. And So John and I were recording some tracks for um, the latest Vertigo Index record that we have out um, at the time. And he was like, hey, dude, I really have been wanting to do this just kind of like synth heavy, uh, you know, dark black metal project. And he was like, would you be interested in, you know, drumming on it? I was like, oh, dude, absolutely. You know, I love that shit. So let's yeah. let's do it. And he's like, how about right now? And I was like, 
what what are you talking about and he goes <laughs> he was like i have ideas in my head and i have some ideas and riffs on my computer i just want you to play to a click track and i want you to just make up whatever you want right now what and i was like are you sure about this <laughs> <laughs> i was like i like i felt like I felt like Ron Burgundy in Anchorman when he was like, <laughs> you're going to play jazz flute for us. And he was like, I'm really not prepared. I'm not prepared. Yeah. Pulls the flute out of his sleeve and, you know, just yeah. hops up on stage. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I was like, cool. Um, you know, we set the, 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 the beats per minute for the metronome, the click track. And he was just like, I don't care how long it is. Just do whatever you want to do. Just make it good. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I, all right. Here we go. And I looked at him and I, uh, we were getting ready to start and I was getting ready to, you know, have him start the, the, the recording. And I, I looked at him and I said, John, what is your idea for this? And he looked at me with the most serious face and was like, think Burzum. And I was like, you've got it. <laughs> and I, I said, let's do this. And uh, I played for like, I think like 25 minutes, like Jeez. just straight, um, you know, channeling the, those earlier Burzum records. Um, and so, you know, I was to the, to the metronome, to the click track. Um, I did it all in one take. Damn. And I, I went back and forth doing like, you know, kind of some like relaxy like beats that were like on that second or third Burzum record. Uh, I don't know if you're too familiar with uh, um, Burzum or not. If you're a black metal fan or not. No, I've 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 never I've never really d- dived or dove in d- that word into <laughs> black metal. Uh, <laughs> so you've never like, immersed yourself into black metal. Okay. Thank you. the 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 word that sounds way cooler. Yes, uh, I've never done that. <laughs> that is the soup du jour. Yeah. <laughs> immersed um yeah <laughs> Burzum, uh definitely has some some really really good shit um uh varg had done you know he, varg is Burzum, and he it's you know one man black metal oh, he wow. does everything himself um but you know i i was going you know thinking ideas from that type of stuff you know going back and forth between like you know just like a standard like keeping the beat you know to the metronome and then going into like you know, blast beat, like just like black metal blasts, you know, that type of stuff. And he was like, when I finished, he was like, that was amazing. And <laughs> I will let you know what I come up with. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so I was like, okay, sweet. Uh, you know, let's, let's do that. And uh, he got back to me like a couple weeks later and he was like, here's the ideas I had. Um, I just played along with you. Um, I think he like, cut one portion out for a while uh, to like add like a, a middle like interlude type of um, part to the to the album but yeah pretty much kept everything the way that it was and it turned out sick um, and our friend uh, James uh, did the vocals on it so it was just us three dude that's so cool <laughs> it's uh it was it's it's really cool um we have a band camp for it um i can uh 
send you the links to that so you can check it out if you're interested yes please i want to do knowing that it was one take and like he just did something over it makes it even cooler dude and and that's that's just like the beginning of like the you know, talent john has you know he and i <laughs> he and i have that band we have vertigo index um with um the singer for the heartland the original singer lance of the heartland um oh cool yeah that's our grind project vertigo index um, we have a couple things up on Spotify and, and Apple Music, I think, is, is I think it's up on Apple, pretty sure. Um, have that stuff going on, too. Um, Luring actually has, the Black Metal Project actually has something new coming out pretty soon um, that I'm really stoked on. Um, kind of a funny story to go back to that. Uh, try not to take too much time talking about all this stuff. But oh, dude, if, how much time you have? Keep going, dude. I, I'm <laughs> oh, I'll, I'm I'm free. So, uh, <laughs> um, funny story with the the new recording that we did. Um, same lineup and everything. Um, we had plans to um, meet up with John at his house. Um, he lives in Pennsylvania now. But okay. uh, James, James and I were going to go up for a weekend um, and record the three or four tracks. I think that we ended up putting on the record. Um, you know, just to actually lay them down, record. John was going to do all the recording and all that stuff. And, um, you know, we were just going to spend the weekend doing it and then call it a day and go home. Well, the weekend that we were slated to go to John's COVID happened. Oh, damn. And, you know, it happened bad. Like, you know, I was sent home from my job to say, Hey dude, you're going to be working at home, uh, permanently for the foreseeable future wow. same with my same with my wife you know she you know they were like you know we're gonna be sending you guys home everybody's gonna be working from home covid all bad all scary shit hitting the fan toilet paper not in the not in the stores you know? <laughs> yeah exactly Use, using old t-shirts you know <laughs> you know people people you know point guns at people to get toilet paper and, and lysol wipes and shit Dude, like that so insane. It, it was so crazy and i was like fuck you know that would happen like to us like right now like that's the most perfect thing in the world like we had all this stuff ready to go we were super stoked and you know about i don't know a couple weeks into that we were like shit we're not gonna be able to meet like for a good while like we don't know when this is gonna end it was all super scary and you know it is still super scary but oh yeah um James was like, guys, what if we did this on our phones? What? And we, yeah, and John and I were like, holy fuck, that might work. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we thought about it, and we talked about it, and we tested a few things. Um, you know, like we just used voice memo on our iPhones and, uh, you know, James being the vocalist, his was probably the easiest to do. Yeah. Um, you know, just doing vocals into the, your phone. But like me, I was worried, like, is this going to like sound like absolute dog shit? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, the thing about black metals is like, yeah, you know, it's supposed to sound like dog shit. Exactly. Know? Yeah. I was about who, to say <laughs> who even cares. Like, but, you know, it's actually ridiculous. I set my phone up in the opposite corner of the basement. I played along to the click track of the songs that, you know, John had put together and recorded it that way. Um, 
you know, being a drummer, you get used to like recording to click tracks. So you, after a while, it just becomes like second nature to, to do it easily. And, you know, there weren't any real big tempo changes or anything like that. So I recorded like three or four songs on my, on my cell phone and I sent them <laughs> in an email to John. <laughs> he extracted them onto his computer and just, you know, went from there and put all the songs together and the final the last thing i've heard you know the the final mastering that he did it sounds insane for you know two dudes doing it on a cell phone and <laughs> another guy you know you know stationary computer you know with the guitar and all the synth stuff that he put on it it's it's going to be so sick I, I i'm really excited about it dude dude like <laughs> I'm so like that's amazing and first of all like I feel like everyone should do that like I like <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people underestimate the self like cell phone like especially the iPhone recording because like yeah those can record solid demos for sure and like and like you being as tight as you are you're probably like it sounds probably just like it's been like it's it basically sounds triggered <laughs> it's so good. Dude, it, it was so crazy like i didn't use any microphones or anything like on my drums or a pa or anything like it was all raw sound and like That's you so could hear sick. you could hear the bass drum you could hear you know you know keeping time on the hi-hat you could hear everything and it was just so insane that like this picked it up so well it's like you know these phones cost a shit ton of money so it's like this shit better like be like as good as like somewhat like <laughs> of a four track or eight track recorder, like could, you know, do for a band, like making a demo back in the old days. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, dude. I totally agree. And that's that, that dude, <laughs> I can't wait to hear that record. I'm so stoked, man. I, I, I can't wait to, to get it put out. It's, it's, uh, we've, uh, we're just waiting on, uh, I think the CDs to be made or something like that, but, um, yeah, I'll definitely keep you in the loop on that. Um, dude, yeah, very excited about it. Dude, that's so sick. <laughs> it's it's so crazy, and it's like, I, and I love I love to keep myself busy with music, and you know, John and I also have another project that you know I I mentioned earlier that it's uh, early in its infancy stage yeah. of tossing back and forth some riffs. Um, uh, John was in a band here in Columbus called Northern Widows that were absolutely devastatingly heavy, <laughs> and um they they sadly broke up um a couple years ago but he's got a really really great friend uh that played guitar in that band his name's daryl and um he and john are throwing uh riff ideas back and forth um it's kind of like mathy like dillinger-esque botch-esque oh cool riffs you know just like real real mathy grind um and uh we also have uh, an awesome uh, female vocalist um, that's involved with the project. Her name's Kayla. She actually used to be in a grindcore band called Bleed the Pigs. Um, oh, that's brutal. <laughs> from from Nashville. Yeah, they are super sick. Um, and she also has some. She has some noise projects that she. She has a noise project that she does. Um, and it's it's super awesome. So that's very early on. You know, passing riff ideas. Uh, you know, drum machine ideas. Like, hey. Is, does this sound too crazy? Can you do this and and do something better than what I'm trying to come up with? And yeah, <laughs> sure, I can I can do that. Like, it's just it's super exciting, and um, I love to to keep busy and 
the the other new thing i think lastly um newest thing that um well actually i'm sorry go back one more um (laughs) i I have another grind project um that doesn't involve anybody from the heartland but um i have another grindcore project called scum guilt um and that is a uh project with some uh some buds uh i've known for years uh they play in a um dark and thrash band uh called dismemberment oh wow um, and so um their one guitar player jacob and i have been playing together and you know writing some sick death grind and grindy shit for a while and uh we just recorded uh our second record um and so um we're getting it put together uh with his brother uh doing the recording and stuff like that for us um I did my drums at another place um, called Daily Grind Studios here in Columbus with a guy named uh, Josh Nunn. And um, they took my my drum tracks and Jake and his brother, who is also in Dismemberment, um, is doing all the guitar recording and going to do the bass bass recordings. Um, And then once we get all that kind of situated, then Jake and I are going to tag team the vocals on it. So... Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a different route for me to go. Um, We we didn't know of anybody. Um, We had a vocalist a while back, and things just didn't work out, and we wanted uh, something a little bit different. Uh, We got a second vocalist. Um, He played our second and last show that we've ever done. (laughs) Uh, And, um, you know, he's got a family, kids, uh, just can't can't make the time so jake and i were like you know why don't we just say fuck it and just do it ourselves and uh you know we did a couple of covers napalm death covers um nice. we did uh we did a cover of the kill <laughs> and um jake was like well who are we gonna do to do vocals and i was like fuck it i'll do it so <laughs> oh hell yeah so i just did the vocals and it turned out really sick i just like channeled my inner seth putnam from anal cunt and, and just <laughs> tried to sound exactly like that and you know a mix of him and barney from napalm death and i was just like this sounds pretty sweet and i was like if you know we write any more songs you know we could do this ourselves and he was like yeah who cares so yes <laughs> so we got that going on um and then um lastly my most current project that um i've become involved with uh actually reverts back to my history and my past yeah. With Colloquial Kiss. <laughs> um, it's not Colloquial Kiss, but um, the uh, one of the brainchilds behind the uh, the riffs and the drum machine parts, uh, Nick from that band, um, he, he and his best friend Christian um, and their other uh, friend for a very long time named Kelly um, had this project going on for many, many years, um, and it's called Map in a Museum. Yeah. And they have nine songs, 10 songs, I think. Um, and they range from, I mean, it's, it goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. It's so insane <laughs> how different these songs are. Like, you've got stuff that sounds like Local Kiss a little bit in there. Uh, you've got some, you know, straight up death metal riffs and, and parts <laughs> like that. And Dude. we've got a song that is fucking acoustic guitar and piano. Dude, but, oh my god, that's so cool. It's it's the coolest shit I've ever heard. And <laughs> I am so 
so stoked to be a part of it. Like, big time. Like, <laughs> Nick hit me up and was like, dude, I've got this thing. I want you to check it out. Are you interested in doing this? Um, please take your time. Think about it. So I was like, yeah, you know, let me let me hear the tracks. And, you know, they've had these demos and, and things kind of rounded out for the last few years. And, you know, they're like, we really want to get this going. We want to get this, you know, put together. And, you know, you are the perfect fit, you know, for this project. And, you know, we've known each other for 15 years. And, you know, we know your influences. We know your talent. And I, I was like, wow, I'm just like totally floored and humbled by you even (laughs) thinking of me so i was like yeah i'll I'll listen to the stuff and dude i checked it out and i was like oh my god like there is so much going on and i'm like yeah i'm all about that let's 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 do this (laughs) dude oh that's so cool yeah so that's um i'm learning the songs right now um tentative um you know covid you know up up let uh you know kind of see where the next couple months take us but i i'm hoping to get down to north carolina um at the very beginning of 2021 like in january um to to record uh those 10 songs which i'm very very excited to do that sounds amazing dude that oh my i can't wait to dude i love that you have your like your your every single one of your toes in a different project and like literally it seems like they're all coming to fruition almost around the same time which is um, like beautiful <laughs> you're right and i yeah. didn't think of that until just now i'm like holy crap yeah you know um and, I, and it's also it's funny like because you'll you don't realize like how long you know uh something takes to like like with go analog we recorded that record last october like damn yeah we we worked on it you know up through like january and february of this year but like that was it like that was the cutoff part like we were done like our final day at the studio like we all took like a band photo with you know um it was us and then we did a photo with um with eddie who recorded us and you know he, he he did our photos which is actually really funny um they turned out really good i was like damn eddie you're a man of many talents <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like you don't realize like how long something actually takes for you know especially like with the shutdown and everything like finding a pressing plant to you know continue working during covid was like really yeah. hard to do and there was only like a couple you know there's only a couple in the world like i think there's less than 10 yeah exactly and not all of them were were up and running and like uh, got a groove records like what wax vessel uses to press all of their incredible stuff you know they were open um they were closed for a little bit and then and then they opened back up yeah and you know but there were like some places that you know kept kept going i think but um we found it we found a company that was up and running and didn't have any sort of like super long like wait list or like backlog that they had to get through because That's of the awesome. shutdown so yeah yeah um um really 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 excited about all of it um you know it's just i like to keep busy um i went through a little period of time a few years ago um where i was just like completely burnt out i was tired of playing music which i never ever thought i would get that way yeah 
And I took about an almost two year break where I did not play with anyone um, for almost two years. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Um, kind of surprised myself with that as well. Like, um, you know, just was just tired of it. You know, I, I had been playing in bands nonstop since I was 18 years old. Yeah. And I was just like, I need to take a break. Like I'm, I'm feeling like woozy here. Like, like I, I, <laughs> and at the time, you know, I, I'd kind of exhausted all my efforts, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just kind of tired of, of, of what I'm doing right now. And I, I just need to, to walk away for a minute. And I, I knew I would be back at some point, but yeah, um, I didn't think it would last almost two years. And yeah, then that's, um, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, you know, maybe it's time I start, you know, playing again. And so, you know, I've had a few bands come and go, you know, since I started, you know, picking my stuff back up again a couple years ago. But, um, yeah, I never thought I would do that and, and, and ever get to that point. But, you know, I didn't I didn't touch a pair of drumsticks for probably a good six or seven months. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I lost a little bit of of my speed with oh, with that with that time off. Damn, really? <laughs> I I did, and but you know, playing you know with John in the Vertigo Index project, you know, I was able to kind of like uh, you know build my speed back up with that, and you know, I honestly feel like uh, I needed that time off because I feel like. I feel like playing grind type stuff now. I feel like I'm better than I was, you know, back then, you know. Oh, like, heck yeah. Like I had a, you know, it's almost like you you kind of let, you know, like bourbon, you got to let it sit and you got to let it, you know, do its thing and yeah. you know, <laughs> th then it gets bottled and then then you can share it and it's awesome. So it's like <laughs> you know, I felt I felt like I needed some time off and, you know, I listened to a lot of different music. Um, and then when I started picking up the, the, the drums again, I didn't start out like playing fast or anything. Um, you know, I just, I kind of started out with, I really, really, really love the band Steely Dan. Okay. If, if you're familiar with them or not. I definitely know of them. And I know that I, I know I've heard certain <laughs> songs from them, but like, right. I couldn't, I couldn't name it. I, I became very, I dove very deep into the Steely Dan catalog and Steely Dan is one of those bands that has had two consistent members always, and then had a, you know, plethora of rotating um, musicians on each album and in different songs. And they've had <laughs> incredible musicians play on their stuff. And I just went through and started learning Steely Dan songs. And honestly, I feel like, that really got me like motivated to play again. And so like I didn't play in any projects that sounded like Steely Dan, but it was like one of those things like I really it was like learning drums all over again and it made me fall back in love with it. Oh so, hell yeah. So that's like I got Steely Dan to thank for that <laughs> in in the itch to play again. So I was I was very thankful for for their catalog. <laughs> Dude, no, that's awesome, especially to like for like such a different band like com like 
like from what you were playing with so like to go to that band to like bring you back is it's such like a man i can't think of like the right word it just feel it feels like it's like a movie it's just like oh man he came back with this it's like wait wait a minute you know what bands he was in right like this doesn't make <laughs> yeah. any yeah 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 i get what you're saying <laughs> that's that, that's awesome man that is seriously so cool yeah dude it's it's been it's been a wild ride for the last you know, 15, 16 years. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I've been very fortunate to have some really insane experiences, uh, yeah. really great experiences. I had really bad experiences, <laughs> you know, but, you know, you have to have those bad experiences to learn from anything. Like, you know, back in the old days when we were touring in the Heartland, like, we used to. <laughs> We used to like have we ha- we literally had no money. Like <laughs> we we left for tours with like maybe a hundred bucks in our pocket, sometimes less. Yeah. And you know, we depended on the good graces of fans and families to, you know, give us a place to stay, give us a give you know, a shower or some food, like can you guys please buy a freaking shirt so we can go and have merch? We used to call it merch box love. And <laughs> we would, you know, take the money from the shirt sales and the CD, the CD sales from shows and just like, all right, we've got 40 bucks to split between eight of us. Oh so we're going to the gas station to get gas station hot dogs. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it's time for them to like change them out and they'll throw them away and they'll just like throw them away into our mouths for free, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that type, that type of stuff. And, you know, (laughs) we had some really awesome experiences out on tour with fans. Like we went out on the West coast, um, in 2006 and we had, we started, it was like, it was almost a two month long tour. It seemed. And I, I believe it was almost two months long in total with everything, but we started out on the East coast, you know, you know, Pennsylvania, you know, West Virginia, Virginia, we went down to Florida, um, came back up. Um, and we were supposed to head out and go, you know, a little bit more West, like past like Indiana, you know, Missouri, you know, those places out there, but we had a whole slew of shows for a week that got canned like one right after the other and we were just like holy shit like what are we gonna do you know i think i think we were in like florida or on our way to one of the gigs when we found out like you know because back then we didn't have the awesome cell phones that we have now where we could check our our myspaces and and facebook you know none of i think john was the only one that had a Facebook because he had a college uh, email address. <laughs> no <you know>? way. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you know, Facebook wasn't, uh, excuse me, like Facebook wasn't that big of a deal. So it was all done on MySpace. And yeah, you know, we stopped somewhere um, with a, you know, place that had like a computer or something like that, where you could like pay money to like check something. And like, yeah. So we ended up like figuring out like, oh shit, like all of these shows just got canceled. So we were like, well, do we just like try and find shows or what? And we ended up coming back home 
for the next like five days and it was like during the fourth of july so we just decided to come back home you know take a little break uh for those five days and spend time with our families and stuff like that and uh it was like the on fourth of july we climbed back into the van in lancaster um at john's parents house and we headed west like um (laughs) no way yeah, dude, we went straight to California. <laughs> oh, wow. oh my god! Because <laughs> that's like where like all the next shows were. Yeah, they were, they were all out west. They were in California, um, I think Arizona. Uh, we might have had one in New Mexico. We definitely had. Uh, we definitely had a show in Vegas, um, Utah, those places like that. But like, we had a few more days that we needed until we needed to be there. So we. You know, just went through Texas, uh, you know, so, you know, the southern states. Um, and then our first one of our first shows was in like Southern California, somewhere like that. Dude, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like the Heartland, you know, we we didn't really have a label or anything like that. Um, I think we may have had like a, something small. I can't remember what they were called. OK, but it was very, very, very small. Um, and we had a show fall through. So back in those days when that would happen or, you know, a day that we would have a show, we would go to the mall and we would take our CDs. We would take, you know, our, our CDRs that we had made for the tour and we would go stand out in front of hot topic and (laughs) tell people the most absolute weird shit to get them to try and come to the show. And like, (laughs) Be like, oh hey, like you know, you you going on a hot topic? Oh yeah, well here, check out my band. Oh, uh, you know, like what do you guys sound like? Like you ever heard of My Chemical Romance? Oh <laughs> no. yeah, really? Oh yeah, we totally sound like that. Yeah, you know, we t- you sound like MCR. Like no, no, no big deal. Like, uh, you like Newfound Glory? Like we totally sound like them. Oh shit, yeah, dude, I'll totally, I'll totally come to your show. No well, way, dude. <laughs> we would we would say the most, you know, we'd see like somebody come in like wearing a convert shirt. Oh dude, yeah. Yeah, we sound like Converge, which actually wasn't too far from the truth. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was like, you know, we would try and, like, find people and be like, you know, these, you know, they got this sweet shirt on. Like, let's see if, uh, you know, we can get these people to, like, bring some friends, come to the show. So we had a show fall through one time in Southern California. And somehow, I think we were at the mall doing the same shit. And we ran into this girl and her friends and she was like, Oh my God. She was like, we're having a birthday party at my house tonight and we're having a band play. Oh um, my God. And we're, Oh really? Okay. And she was like, what do you, you know, what do you guys sound like? And we're like, we were, we ended up being like pretty truthful with her, like, you know, of, uh, you know, what we, what we really sound like. And yeah, exactly. So, um, we were, she was like, Oh, we were like, our show fell through. Um, we were like, do you guys know of any like shows going on? She was like, I'm having a birthday party at my house. Um, you know, do you, do you guys, you know, want to, um, come play? We're like, for real? And she was like, (laughs) Oh oh, yeah, totally. And so we were like, yeah, absolutely. You know, so we, we all piled in the van and, you know, we, we followed them and we ended up going to this girl's house where, you know, like, okay, yeah, you know, we're just, we're just going to play at this chick's house for her, for her, um, um, 
birthday party and you know that's gonna be it well um the other band that she had at her house we ended up funny story is we actually ended up playing in her driveway <laughs> nice. and and it was it was absolutely awesome because where she lived in southern california i mean it was nothing but desert and mountains and so oh, nice. she lived in like this part of like the neighborhood where it was just like the the backyard was just like mountains and it was oh, so cool nice. And so we ended up playing at, at this girl's house for her birthday, and there was another band playing, and they were called Grace Gale. And okay. So, you know, they played, we, we played after them, I believe, or maybe we played, it was just us two, and I can't remember the order, but I just remember watching them and being like, wow, this band's really fucking awesome. And, um, you know, after we were all done, we were all just hanging out at the birthday party, and, you know, chilling and talking and stuff and they were like you guys were fucking sick and um the guitar player for grace gale was like i gotta tell our label about you guys because you guys are just insane we were like what no way all right whatever dude so the the dude comes back over on his cell phone and he's like here talk to them um what he just like (laughs) and he just like hands the phone and we all pointed at john we were like john you talk to him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so, so John got on the phone with, um, with this, with the, with the guy, um, his name was Eric from, uh, creep records. Um, and that was Grace Gale's, uh, record label. <laughs> and so, um, they were like, dude, you know, we heard, um, we heard you guys were incredible for, you know, through these guys, you know, um, we just like checked you out on MySpace. you know, they told us your, your MySpace stuff and, uh, we went and checked it out and, we really love what you guys are doing and you know we would love to like get get in touch with you to to sign you guys what yeah (laughs) what what the hell (laughs) no way of of all the things in the world we we lose a show and go to the mall and end up playing this girl's birthday party like she turned 17 or something like that and you know end up getting signed to a record label it's like what in the actual hell is happening right now dude oh my god that is insane and it was so insane. And we were just like on cloud nine at that time. Cause it was like, you know, that was like the big deal. That's what you join a band to do. You create fun music with your friends and hopefully someone likes it and wants to sign you and put it out. And, you yeah. know, so, you know, that is what ended up happening. So that was, <laughs> that was one of those weird, you know, just sheer, like, at this moment in time, like it, the stars aligned right, so it was like it re- just really, really insane. It was, it was so cool, dude. Like literally, the star, like the, the, those stars were like stupidly aligned. Like they, like, they were, I, <laughs> they, they really were, <laughs> dude. To know that you play a random house in in California at some girl's birthday party and you get signed, that's just. That that literally sounds like it's like that sounds like it's in a movie, dude. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like one of those like you know, the kid like grew up poor and like he's like, Oh shit, you know, I'm oh finally made it, you know. <laughs> Little did we know we, we we didn't we didn't really make it, but you know, it was still yeah. cool to, you know, to to be put like on a on a freaking record label and, and, and be able to, you know, put something out and, and have it, you know, be supported and, and all that good stuff. So Dude, that's dude, that's so amazing. That 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 I love hearing those types of stories. Like it just it it makes me feel like 
dude, I'm so glad it happened to someone. You know what I mean? Like for that, sure that never happens. And like, when you hear it, it's like, I'm at least glad it, it happened to someone like I, and I'm glad it happened to someone I now know. <laughs> like it's so badass, dude. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was such a shock to us all too. And you know, I, I just like, really really like it's just like one of those moments in time where it's like you can look back and be like you know i'm really glad that we went through all the the shit that we went through like you know sleeping on floors you know in creepy places and sleeping on floors (laughs) in really really nice places you know like it, it 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 really puts things in perspective and it makes you appreciate things like especially like when you look back on them it's like that that was like one, some of the greatest times I'll have ever had in my life. I I have tons and tons of stories. So it's just like, I'm glad I can remember them and, and share them with everybody that was a part of it back then. Dude, that's so sick, dude. That, that, that oh man, that blows my mind, man. Like, <laughs> and like, again, like I love, I love knowing like that you have all these stories because that's something that is like one of the coolest parts. Like, like a lot of people would probably be like, yeah, well, like, all you do is drive it's it yeah but like this ha- at this gas station this thing happened it's just like dude like it, it's <laughs> yeah it, it's just so badass man like like yeah just... at this gas station like these two dudes started talking shit to our guitar player he took off his shoes and drop kicked both of them in the face and <laughs> we had we had to bail you know that was like that was a real story that happened to the guys in the heartland so it's like it's, <laughs> like i i <laughs> I had some really, really awesome times. It was so amazing. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. <laughs> That's uh, so awesome. Al Johnson, if you're listening to this at some point, thank you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. so damn good. Oh, that's that's oh my god, my face hurts, dude. That's so good. That is so awesome. I, I, I love reminiscing about all the old old times that we had um i would like to share another story if if you don't mind oh dude uh i i'm no of course dude yeah keep going that's amazing. Oh, okay i didn't yeah. i didn't know like if you if you were like want, needing to wrap up or anything like i'm i'm still willing to talk and, and talk and talk oh so. dude make make this four hours i'm down dude like oh shit <laughs> I, I think we i think we lost like all of our listeners by now yeah. i think it's just you and me <laughs> um back back in the heartland days um I love saying that, like, yeah, back in the heartland days, back in, <laughs> back in 1897, you know, like, all that old shit, you know, it's, it's, I was talking to my mom earlier too, and I was like, I said something, I was like, you know, kids these days, I was like, holy shit, yeah. I sound like an adult, I sound like yeah. an old person, I fucking hate it, and she started laughing, and she was like, she was like, I knew, I, she was like, it just, it, it floors me when you talk like that sometimes, and I love it, and I was like, mom, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, that's so that's good! Awesome. Well, so one of our many trips for a weekend warrior warrior thing. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with. See you next Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Back in the day, um, when they had their original singer, his name was Bear. Yeah, yeah. He was the singer of, um, I think, I think it's this is this was a tragedy and the three song summer sampler ep okay yeah so the three song summer sampler was like what made them blow up like myspace style and get signed to all uh 
Ferret Records, I think they were on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they were, definitely. Yeah, um, that summer sampler, I think, really did it for them. And, you know, uh, that was before they had Fox uh, as their singer. And um, we used to, we used to, you know, it was like See You Next Tuesday, Robinson, and, you know, bands like that we, we shared the stage with many, many times. That's so and sick. It's, it's so unreal, like, to think of that, like, you know, we were all smaller bands. Like, those two bands were on the record label DeBello Records, like, out in I've Oklahoma. Uh, Debello was like Debello was the label that you wanted to be on because all the sick bands were on Debello. Like hell yeah. So you know that was like something that we were like really aiming for like back in the day. But you know we ended up getting picked up from Creep and they're still still awesome. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we um we did a weekend Warriors thing or we were supposed to do a weekend Warriors thing. We'll see you <laughs> next Tuesday. Um. <laughs> We uh, see you next Tuesday is from Michigan. Um, okay. So we, we headed up to Michigan for like a six hour drive. Um, having a great time. We got the trailer on the back of the van. You know, we're all in the van jamming out different music, converge, you know, all kinds of shit, having a great time. We get up to, um, it was, um, it was Drew and Rick, um, Rick and, and his mom, had a house in Michigan and drew their guitar player. Um, they all lived in this house and they had a garage and they called it the Vag, the very <laughs> awesome garage. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, the whole way up, like we were like, we are so stoked. We're going to go play the Vag and you know, it's, it's going to be the shit. And, you know, we went up there, we played with see you next Tuesday at the Vag, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. See You Next Tuesday has always been one of those bands that's just like unstoppable. It's like incredible to watch them. So much talent. And, you know, we played with them. Um, they packed a shit ton of people in this garage. And, you know, it was a killer show. So we get up there. The weather's all good, you know. But at the drop of a dime, Michigan weather can take a nasty turn. <laughs> so that is what happened that evening while we were sleeping. <laughs> <clears throat> oh damn so we woke up the next day to it snowing very very heavily <laughs> what yes and we were supposed to go to another spot in michigan and i think we were supposed to go to like wisconsin or something crazy that weekend too like we were we were going to be doing like a hell of a long haul yeah and it was us us too that weekend and we woke up and it was snowing like uncontrollably so me and John and um, Drew and Bear from See You Next Tuesday, we ended up going out and getting some lunch. Um, and we were just sitting in this like little diner eating these amazing steak sandwiches that were the shit. Um, <laughs> Dude, so I can cool. still remember them to this day. They were so fucking good. It was like oh. eating a ribeye on a hamburger bun. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> it was so good. Um, we were eating steak sandwiches at this restaurant and we were looking out the window going, uh, I don't know about this guys. And <laughs> we were all like, yeah, this is kind of sketch. So we were like, fuck it. We're just going to do it anyway. So we got back to, we got back to headquarters there for see you next Tuesday and got everybody packed up and we took off in the van and, you know, we're, we were all having a great time, you know, on the way, and we were still having a great time as best we could, you know, trying to get through all the snow. And I had my video camera on, and it was actually hilarious because I turned the video camera off 
Yeah. Um, when we first arrived up there the previous night and all the weather was good. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to play. The badge is going to be sick. You know, we'll, we'll get back with you tomorrow. And like the camera shuts off and it turns back on when you watch the film back and it turns to Drew, our bass player, uh, <laughs> sitting in the back, like looking so fucking bummed out because we had, we were driving and following See You Next Tuesday and you couldn't see anything in front of you, like further than like three feet. And oh my all god! Us, and John was driving the van, and he was like, "Guys, guys, oh fuck, oh shit, okay, here we <laughs> oh. go." And like we went off the road because the <laughs> the freeway curved, and you know you couldn't see. We couldn't see. See you next Tuesday, in front of us, <laughs> yeah. and the lines on the road didn't exist, and we were kind of <laughs> just like making up our own shit in this van with a trailer. And John handled it so well. Like, he was, like, so pro about going off the road. And we were just like, okay. And, like, the, the van turned sideways and went sideways oh, again. And, <laughs> we, you know, we didn't lamb goat van flip or anything like that. But, like, <laughs> yeah. scared the living shit out of all of us. And, you know, we sat there and waited for a tow truck to come. And, like, my video footage just shows Drew, like, looking so sad. Because the, the tow truck had finally came. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to have a hell of a time getting you guys pulled out of here. So we're like, oh, great. So, like, we were already, like, behind, like, trying to get to the show. See you next Tuesday. Called us. Um, and they were like, are you guys cool? Like, we, we can't see you guys behind us. They're like, we went off the road, like, 20 minutes ago. Like, we're waiting on a tow truck to get us out because we're stuck. And they were like, yeah, dude, fuck this. You know, let's call it. Like, we're not going to make it at the show at all. So... We ended up calling off that tour, that little mini tour, and we ended up getting pulled out of the ditch and um, turned around. We got figured out how, you know, which way was home. We yeah. headed home. <laughs> and what a six-hour drive then turned into a 10-hour drive home. <laughs> and <clears throat> that that was probably one of the most interesting things to like happen <laughs> like we we it was just it was so crazy and it and it really sucked because like we really were looking forward to doing that tour with see you next tuesday i think we were like meeting up with like somebody else like maybe tower of rome at that point what? like oh my god dude i could be wrong like we 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 like i said we played with so many of these bands like you know it was just it was so unreal like how many of these like wax vessel bands that we played with like yeah <laughs> like we played with destroyer destroyer robinson tower of rome like dance club massacre you know it's dude. like we played with all of these bands like <laughs> see you next tuesday robinson so, <laughs> you know it's just like at some point in time we just like all linked up and, and played with them and i know like like with one of the the newer releases that wax vessel did the i think it was the partisan turbine yeah um when after I had quit the Heartland, I know that um, John and I were talking pretty recently. They actually played with the Partisan Turbine at some show in like New York somewhere or some something like that. And you know, <laughs> it's just crazy like how all these things just like link up and like all the stuff is just getting brought back to the surface, which is awesome. Like because this was a really like special genre of music, and it needs to be heard. Yes, but and it you know it needs to be shared because. 
music like this, honestly, it will never happen again. Like all nope. those bands, like me and him call it us, like that shit's not ever gonna happen again. Like you, you you're not gonna you're not gonna get another me and him call it us. So it's just like I I'm so glad like we got to play with bands like we played with them a few times. It, oh my know, god, dude. It you know I feel like I'm name dropping so much and, and I hate myself, but you know, it, I have to name drop because it's like it, it, all these bands are fucking sweet, and it's like, you know, who can say like they they played with that many bands and you know got to see all these Ill- legendary bands like, and, and there's people out there that's like who gives a fuck about MySpace grindcore <laughs> and all this stuff, and it's like uh, you would be surprised on how many people really care about this shit, you know? dude. Dude, seriously, like like literally let let uh, let Nick post on how many refreshes he has when he's dropping a record, like. Like, dude, you will like like so many people actually care about this stuff. Yeah, and and and, and that's why this stuff sells out like every time, dude. Dude, every time, dude. So okay, on top on that, like, do you try for every every record? Yes, yes. I do. Uh, have have yeah. you gotten every record? I have been lucky to. I do have every copy uh, that has come. Like, not every copy, but yeah. I do have at least one of of every release oh my but god but i have dude. missed i have missed drops really yeah oh, oh yeah yeah dude. it's it's uh it's heartbreaking uh it is uh definitely a gut punch oh dude because yes. you're like oh fuck how much <laughs> am i gonna have to pay for for this dude um <laughs> seriously I, I can tell you the ones that i have missed since um you know, becoming familiar with the label and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've missed a Black Rose Burial. Oh, dude. I, and... I me too. <laughs> um, Dr. Acula, I missed. Dude, and... I actually got that one. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the, um, the most recent of the releases that I missed was Two O'Clock Girlfriend. Oh, dude. Dude, so you have all the other ones? Yes, but that um, that took that was you know it didn't happen all at the same time. Like I became really familiar with the label. Um, you know, I was familiar with with the releases from day one, yeah. but I didn't seek them out um, yeah. until until the the Heartland, the Stars Outnumber the Dead. Um, yeah, that makes sense. You know, uh, that was the album that they released on Creep. Um, that was after I I had quit. And oh, um, yeah, it, I mean, I all the songs that um, I recorded on on the record that we did um, yeah. to American Kids Growing Up, those songs ended up being on the Stars Outnumber the Dead. So I oh, was, okay. you know, I, I was like, you know, it, it uh, the, the playing was not me. Um, they had gotten a new drummer, um, and they added a second vocalist to the lineup at that point. Okay. Um. So. Um, but it was the same songs, the songs that, you know, we all wrote together. So I was like, this is so cool. Like, you know, just even the songs that I wrote, like, I was so proud to see that come out on, on vinyl. So, oh, hell yeah, of course. That's so cool. But yeah, I definitely missed out and hesitated a lot. Um, at the beginning, like, um, I had to go back and get some of the very early releases, but, um, the Heartland was, um, the Heartland was the first one I picked up um, when it came out, and um, I didn't get Destroyer, Destroyer, uh, the first one or the second one that they did, because yeah. it was 
destroyer destroyer the heartland and then another destroyer destroyer yeah and yeah. i had missed out on the the destroyer destroyer one but i was like you know they still have these so i was not super pressed on like you know i don't have to have this right this second but um starting with robinson uh, or uh sorry the sawtooth grin yeah and then going forward like i was like i need to have like every every single thing that comes out like because the <laughs> sawtooth grin was like the first like big sellout oh okay yeah yeah it was <clears throat> like i think that sold out in like a day or two maybe i can't remember nick would be able to tell now. you like and now it's it's a minute like if, if, if yeah if that you blink and it's gone like I mean, <laughs> dude it's it's so, it's, it's so oh, insane it's but it's so, so cool <laughs> it is like when i missed two o'clock girlfriend um i was like shit <laughs> like what am i gonna do yeah and, right um i i was like i'm terrified to think of how much i'm gonna have to pay secondary market but um yeah i had a follower on instagram uh with a um another fr uh, friend um, who linked us up and he had bought an extra and he was wow. like, Hey dude, like I, I got an extra 100 copy. Um, he's like, you know, I heard you're in need. And I was like, dude, yeah. But like, what, what are you asking? I'm yeah, exactly. really afraid to know. <laughs> and he's like, Oh no, dude, you're, you're a homie. Like, you know, uh, he was like, just, you know, just pay me cost. Like, you know what, what? I just, what I just paid. And I was like, you've got a fucking deal. So I like threw him an extra like 15 bucks just for like the of hell course. of it. Like, yeah, you know, just course. like, thank you so much. Oh, he's like, Oh, no worries, dude. He's like, I'll ship it to you when it comes in. So yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been able to, to land everything. Um, I'm really excited about tomorrow's drop. I, I really am. Dude, dude. Like, like, because I got into the Redneck Hope, like, way, of course, way later, like, but, like, when I listened to it, I was like, damn, and then knowing that, isn't this going to be, like, the demos and, like, like, rarities or something like that? That's, um, it's so, from what I'm understanding, it is the demo that they had, plus a, um, like, a three-song something else, like, I can't, there's, there was so much going on, and I can't, I can't retain it all. Like, exactly it's like a live radio show them playing their demo yeah um like before explosion and fuck thunder like uh it's these songs that they had before um and then like three other songs or something like that like i can't exactly remember what it all is dude but yeah. oh, so exciting like yeah um uh, great redneck hope i i i posted it today i was like i have not been this excited for a release since Cloacal Kiss. Like, I... <laughs> Damn. I cannot wait to try for one of these tomorrow. And, like, I'm just, like... I can't wait. And I'm, I'm so... I'm super excited. <laughs> Dude, I know, like... It, 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 even, even if I, like, don't want the record, like, my friend, like, like will, like... It's not, like, he if he... if like, Because we try for it because he really wants it. And I'm like, okay, well, plus, I, I love the rush anyways. And plus, I'm not one of those resellers, like... I, I mm -hmm. hate that. I would literally do exactly what that guy did. I'd be like, yo, if anyone wants it, here's it at cost. Because like, dude, for I've real. Seen, yeah, yeah. It, because why not? Like, dude, if a real fan wants it, then give it to him. Like, that's so fucked, man. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I get like, what you're saying. And and it's 
a lot of people and a lot of people you know do it that way and and but yeah. some some people do not they they take advantage of that and they you know they definitely jack the price up but it's like you know it's a hot commodity and it's something that's never going to happen again so yep. if you want it that bad you're going to fucking pay for it like dude seriously you'll find a way you'll sell a kidney you'll sell a gun <laughs> you know you'll you'll go whore yourself out on the street you know just to like try and get your you know rose funeral fix like you know (laughs) you know like you know you'll be turning tricks in the in the arby's parking lot to to get a 100 copy of crucify kill rot you know just trying to like you're just trying to get what you want and you're gonna pay for it and you know i've had to pay some higher prices for for some of the older releases um like the um uh, a Black Rose Burial uh, was one I paid. I, I've never paid over a hundred dollars. I will oh, well say that, that. Okay, well that's that's. I mean, it sucks, but it's still not like as bad as like the six hundred and sixty six like destroy <laughs> record. Yeah, it, yeah, I've I've seen that on there, and that it makes me laugh. I think that's more like I think that person's like using that for more like trade bait. Like they're yeah, they, it, it's grabbing your attention because of how outrageous the price is. But I think like that person's just like. I think that person even had like their listing, like, Hey, like, I'm not really trying to sell this for this price. Like I'm looking oh, for good. these records. Okay. And maybe we can work out a trade or something. Okay. Okay. I, I hope for that. <laughs> That's like the big thing, like, um, you know, trading and stuff. It's like, you know, if you can snag an extra copy on a drop, like, you know, you've got some fucking gold right there. It's like, you know, Hey, I've got two of these. Do you have something that I'm looking for? And maybe I have what you're looking for. Exactly. So it's like maybe we can work out something, you know? It's <laughs> like um but yeah, I've never I've never had to pay over $100 for uh any drop that I've missed. Um a Black Rose Burial was the most expensive and I paid 80 bucks. And even for that one, it was the it was the splatter variant of that. Oh, okay. So, um, what I, I had, um, I actually had a copy of it, of the 100 variant, and I wanted to upgrade, and okay. um, my homie hooked me up with a really good price on it, and he was like, yeah, dude, for sure, like, I got you, here's, Damn. here's this, 80 bucks, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, sweet, so I, it, but I sold my 100 variant to someone else to kind of cover that cost yeah exactly but i didn't like ass rape them on a price yeah. <laughs> either. so i was like you, you know like you know i like pitched in 20 of my own money and like i sold it to the dude for like 60 bucks i was like you know here's my copy for 60 bucks you know i got the 60 and threw in my own 20 to cover the cost of you know the variant i was buying so it's like it all it all worked out in its own weird way Dude, exactly. And, and, and see, that's exactly how I feel like it should go. Like, like when I, because I, I was able to land the I declare war 50 variant, the, the oh, sick. yeah, the center burst reverse splatter. And like, and I was like, Oh, sick, dude. It's so exhilarating. But like, um, and then I, like the only record I really wanted was the, uh, me and him. And we, I was actually able to like, my friend landed it for me and that blew my mind. And, oh hell yeah dude yeah. that's gonna turn out so sick oh dude i i i cannot like i i know they posted up like the the 72 page booklet but i'm literally waiting to get that record in hand because oh dude that band means so much to me oh hell yeah dude loss is um loss is a a, a an incredible record like yeah that was like shit that we used to jam like in the van like big time like on the way to shows like 
and, and, and getting to see those guys and play that stuff, see them play that stuff. Like me and him called us was an incredible band to watch play live. Dude. Oh man. Just like knowing that you were able to see him makes me happy because now I, like <laughs> I know someone that has seen that band and like, I, like Oh damn. Yeah, dude. for sure. For sure, man. It was, you know, it was great times back then. And like, you know, I've been very fortunate to see a lot of bands uh, throughout my career playing music and meeting people on the road. And you just stay in contact with all those people. And it's like, like what I said earlier, it's like, don't be a fucking asshole and just yeah. be a nice person. And you'll meet these amazing contacts and you'll get to do amazing stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of the band or, or you might know them. Um, they're called Maruda. They're a grindcore band from Florida. I've I've heard the name like once or twice, but yeah, continue. Okay. Um, Maruda was, um, you know, uh, a grind band, you know, started out like all of us did, you know, just touring and touring and touring. They ended up, you know, getting signed to relapse. Whoa. Damn. Yeah, like they put out the, the last record that they did um, on relapse, but like, I was playing in another band at the time um, that were on DeBello um, after my, you know, stints with, you know, Cloacle and the Heartland. Yeah. Um, they were called uh, Menorasia and um, actually had um, the guitar player from Robinson was actually in Menorasia. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we're, you know, being all friends back then and stuff. So it's like. We ended up playing a show, like my first show with them was with Maruda and um, ended up becoming really great friends with their drummer, Nick, um, and, you know, stayed in touch with him, you know, talked to him all the time. And um, Nick eventually left um, Maruda and um, ended up drum teching for uh, the band Trivium. What? Wow. <laughs> And so Nick went from drum teching in Trivium to Trivium firing their drummer and Nick becoming their drummer. What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what an insane fucking story that is. Yeah, dude. Like, grindcore drummer drum tech, like, becomes drummer of this huge fucking band. <laughs> and I was like, you know, dude, this is insane for you. And, like, he... <laughs> yeah. The band came to town here one night and uh, he was like, dude, come to the show. I would love to see you. Like, <clears throat> just come hang out. And he was like, I'll get you backstage. I was like, I'm going to ask you something really insane right now. I was like, I have uh, uh, two friends. They're a married couple. I was like, Trivium is their favorite band in the entire world. Could I bring them to the show? Absolutely, dude. dude Please do. What? what? So, yeah, so I told them, I was like, guys, we're going to go see Trivium, and we're going to go hang out with them, you know. They, <laughs> Dude. they immediately shit their pants, like, what <laughs> is happening right now? So we ended up getting to the, the club where they were playing at, and, you know, got the backstage passes and stuff, and we ended up going back. We ended up hanging out with them on the bus for most of the night. Oh, my God. My friend's wife at the time, she ordered pizzas for all of us. And we had this big, huge, like, pizza party on the bus. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. It was so cool. It was, it was and, you know, they were, like, they were, like, in, internally freaking out because they were, like, oh, my God, we're sitting here with this band that we worship and love. And, like, <laughs> I'm just sitting here, like, talking to my, my friend about grindcore drums. Like, <laughs> like I don't give a shit. Like, 
you know, exactly. the, the singer of Trivium sitting right across from me, you know, playing footsie with me over this piece of pepperoni <laughs> pizza. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, they were all cool dudes and stuff. And, you know, um, a time came when, uh, you know, they asked Nick to become their, you know, drummer full time. And so he was like, hey, dude, uh, would you be interested in drum teching for me? What? Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. Dude. So, you know, he was like, you know, we got some tour obligations coming up uh, in the spring. Like, he asked me, like, it was late 2010, probably, like, around this time, 2010. Because I remember, I remember he asked me, and I ended up getting a plane ticket going down to Florida to hang out with him. Um and they were recording their album in waves uh, for Trivium. Okay. And um, they recorded with this guy named Colin Richardson, who actually was a big deal producer for like Carcass, like back in the day. Wow. Like all those like um, earache bands. So, you know, he recorded fucking heartwork from Carcass. So that, if that gives you any, like (laughs) this dude knows his sound. So (laughs) I remember going down and hanging out with them and, him in florida for a couple couple days maybe a week or so and um did a lot of fun stuff down there but uh i think the biggest the biggest cool thing we did while we were there was um we went and saw uh megadeth and slayer um (laughs) yeah megadeth and slayer and anthrax were all doing like they were playing like a certain album in its entirety at that time yeah so, like, Megadeth, um, I think Anthrax was playing Amongst the Living in its entirety. Uh, Megadeth was playing Rust in Peace, and uh, Slayer was playing Seasons in the Abyss. And <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> this was back before um, Jeff Hanneman uh, of Slayer passed away, and um, they still had Dave Lombardo playing drums. Oh, okay. Uh, my double bass hero, like, oh, big dude. deal. Dude, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I actually uh, was in a band with his son and stayed at Dave Lombardo's apartment. <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so continue. Sorry. Oh, my God. That had to, like, I, I wouldn't have been able to control myself. <laughs> Dude, it was, dude, he is, like, the nicest human. And, like, coming from Slayer, like, the, the, the double bass god. And, like, he was just like, hey, what's up? Like, dude, it was. Yeah, he was super cool, but I, I thought I, I had to throw that in there, dude. Oh my god, that's amazing. That is, yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, like, so we, we ended up going to the show, and we get these passes. Um, so it was me, Nick, and Paulo, the bass player of Trivium. We went, oh, um, damn. We went and we went backstage, and I was, like, freaking out. Like, what, what, where are we going? Why are we walking this close to the stage? We're supposed <laughs> to be sitting out here like these normal people. Yeah. <laughs> And they were like, oh, no, dude, like, we're going to go back and, you know, talk to everybody. I'm like, we're going to talk to who? <laughs> like, I, I, I was, like, freaking out at this point, like, internally. Like, my eyes were as wide as Frisbee's. I was like, I, <laughs> I probably look like such a weirdo. So we, like, went back and we watched, um, we watched Megadeth wrap up their Rust in Peace set. Um, and then Slayer went on. We watched Slayer from the entire the entire show of Slayer from behind the amp wall. No way. Um, right next to Dave Lombardo. <laughs> dude. Like, this was like, I was like, holy shit, dude. This is insane. We went backstage, did shots with Carrie King. I have photo <laughs> evidence of this happening. 
it was so amazing. And I was really <laughs> hoping to get my picture taken with Dave, but he popped his head in for just a quick second and left. And Carrie King was like really the only, only one who wanted to hang out and party. Um, <laughs> and by party, I mean, just like do shots of Jaeger and just call it a night and go to bed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we did a few shots with him and, and, and that was just like one of the most surreal nights I've, I've ever dealt with. But Going back to where that story took me, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick asked me to be the drum tech for him. So I said yes, and um, I went down in the spring of 2011 and uh, did the tour uh, prep, you know, uh, got the drums all set up, um, watched the band play for, I think it was like three or four days okay. uh, to get the, you know, they were getting the songs ready that they were going to do for their set list. Uh, Getting to know, uh, you know, drum triggers, which I absolutely fucking cannot stand to this very day. Exactly. <laughs> um, had to figure out how those work. I still don't know how they work. I don't understand <laughs> them, and I never will. So I. That's why I never use them. I yeah, think exactly. Shit. Yes, dude. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> they are. Bull they are total bullshit, and I'm like. It, it was just a, a learning experience for sure, but we did all that prep, um, and then we uh, uh, we took off for uh, our first our first uh, tour. It was a month long tour um, with a lot of like breakups in between, like um, a lot of days off, okay, uh, here and there. But um, the tour was um, I can't. I can't think of the name of the tour that it was off the top of my head for some reason, but it was um, As I Lay Dying was the opener. What? Mm-hmm. It was Dude. As I Lay Dying, and Trivium was the next, and then the headliner was Disturbed. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And I was experiencing, experience, experiencing <laughs> this all in a... In a a more professional way than I ever thought that I would experience something like that. Cause like, you know, most tours you're getting on a bus, like in, in the U S like you're slumping around for like two months at a time in a bus, like with yeah. six other dudes. Yeah. Um, this was a totally new experience. I met up with the band in California at LAX. Um, we all flew from LAX to Perth, Australia. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and the tour was of New Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. So this was my first time out of the country. Oh, dude. So I was so excited. I got to fly in first class <laughs> from from LAX to Australia, which was insane. Like you I've never flown first class in my entire life and like <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big and tall dude. And like, I was so comfortable. I'm like, I can get, I can get used to this. This is awesome. <laughs> dude. And so we, we toured all the major cities of Australia. Um, had a lot of awesome shows. They were all in, uh, they were all stadium shows, like indoor <laughs> or, or uh, not stadium, but arena shows. <laughs> um, so I was experiencing this for the first time. I was experiencing catering. <laughs> um, dude, staying staying in a hotel in my own room every night, you know, like having my own bed, 
uh, my own room, not having to share with anybody else. Like, Dude. this was like a, an insanely awesome experience to do, <laughs> and prob and probably one of the biggest highlights. Um, two of the biggest highlights uh, on that whole tour was, um, I got to sit next to David Draymond of Disturbed yeah. on a flight to yeah. one of our shows that in the next city that we were going to, <laughs> and. You know, people can say whatever they want about Disturbed, you know, whether they like them or they're a shit band or, you yeah. know, they, they might like them. I don't know. Um, I'm not really the biggest Disturbed fan, but it was so awesome to be able to talk to somebody, like, of that, like, fame level. And, like, yeah. the coolest yeah. thing about it was the entire time for an hour and, like, 20-minute flight, we talked about Genesis and Phil Collins. No way! Really? <laughs> yes, like, I was Dude. like... I was just sitting there next to him and I was like, Hey man, I was like, how's it going? He's like, Oh, you with, you know, Trivium's crew. And I was like, yeah. And we got to talking and I was like, dude, I have to ask you a question. You've probably been asked this a million times, but maybe you haven't. And he was like, yeah, man, shoot. And I was like, what made you guys just, you know, decide to cover land of confusion by Genesis. And it just went from there and was like, all this like talk about like how amazing Genesis is and Phil Collins and all, dude, you know, like, how they what? came to, you know, figure it all out. Yeah, dude, it was so, it was so cool. <laughs> dude. And also that cover of land of confusion is amazing. Like, Oh dude, is... they, they nailed it. They nailed dude, it. Yes. It's insane, dude. But like, dude, what? That is insane. Dude. Yeah. What that the hell? was, that was an amazing thing. And then the last night of the tour, um, you know, we were in, uh, we wrapped up the tour in New Zealand, and um, I think we were in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, okay. And Auckland, New Zealand had had a um, earthquake happen there, and um, it destroyed a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I didn't realize that at the time because it had been, um, you know, a little bit of time, maybe over a year um, since that had happened. And uh, okay. um, the venue that we played at. We were the first tour and the first people to play that arena since the earthquake. Oh, wow. So that was really cool. And like, they were really excited to open the place back up to people and, you know, have shows again. Hey. So that was really awesome. And we were all having a good time. And I became really good friends with everybody. And as I lay dying at that point, like, you know, um, really good buds with their guitar player. Um, and actually, um, the, their singer uh tim lambesis like you know i know he had his issues and shit where he went crazy like a couple yeah. years after that but like he was a totally awesome dude to hang out with very humble very down to earth at that point like he was kind of shy um but i was talking to him and i was like dude i fucking i was like i love i love your band like you know i like i really do like those early like as i lay dying records are, um, I, I love them. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, is it Shadows Are Security? Uh, yeah. And then Frail Words Collapse. Mm -hmm. And I was like, um, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's like, the lyrics are, how quickly I forget that this is meaningless. Um, oh, man. Confined, Dang. confined. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, um, I was like, I love that song. I was like, I love that chorus. And I was like, he was like, dude, do you want to come up and sing that with us tonight? And I was like, what? what? Dude. <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. Oh, what? Yeah, dude. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? He was like, no, 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 dude. It's going to be awesome. Like, he was like, totally come up. He was like, I was like, their last song 
or one of their last songs that they were playing for the night. Yeah. And he was like, just come up, you know, we'll get you a mic. And I was like, no fucking way. This isn't happening. And he was like, yeah, dude, it's totally happening. He's like, fuck it. It's the last night of tour. Let's, let's have fun. So, you know, the song came up, they started it. Like, um, I'm like getting like huge, like I'm about to barf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm getting so nervous and like, the 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 chorus is getting ready to come up and i walk up on stage behind jordan from the drum riser oh and i my was God, like dude. he handed me the mic and you know we did the song did the chorus <laughs> dude. and it was so cool and i was like there's no way that anybody's gonna fucking believe that this ever happened <laughs> and you know uh we had uh, a, a photographer friend uh of matt's from trivium go on tour with us um yeah and his name is jp and he was like dude i got all of that what i was like i was like you took pictures of that he's like oh yeah he was like i got tons of pictures so dude. he, he oh sent those to, he sent those to me after um you know after we got back to the hotel and stuff and um i've got them so it's it's uh it's really cool <laughs> i was like that was like one of the coolest things i've ever done <laughs> dude like you're telling me stuff that's like literally i'm like melting it's blowing my mind so much dude like i i i'm so like complete like and hashtag blessed i guess you know (laughs) it's just like i i i've i've been in so many great situations and been around so many great people and meeting all these different people it's like i i'm i'm so thankful for it and you know you know, and and unfortunately, like I didn't really dig the the um the drum tech lifestyle. Like it made me miss playing even more. Oh, I bet, yeah. So you know, after those after that tour, um, I decided I was like, yeah, um, this isn't for me. And you know, he was like, no, I get it. You know, it's not for everybody. And you know, I kind of wish I would have stayed a little bit longer though, because you know, their album In Waves came out yeah. um that summer, and they did um mayhem festival um they played fucking walk-in open air (laughs) like in front of like thousands of people and i was like man i i could have just roughed it out for you know for this uh for this year but you know the way that things worked out i i'm glad that they worked out the way they did because i met my wife shortly after returning home oh that's Uh, perfect yeah so you know and you know she's she's my biggest fan so it's like you know she's always pushing me to to keep doing music and and you know dude it's it's awesome i'm glad that's your wife because that is extremely rare to find (laughs) and oh my god that's so badass dude (laughs) yeah dude I, i it's it's been it's been a wild ride for these last 15 years and like you know uh when you when you know riley was like yeah dude he's like my buddy does this podcast and you know, he would love to talk to you. He's like, I've told him a little bit about you and some of the bands that you've been in and all that stuff. And I was like, why the fuck would anybody want to hear about any of this stuff? Like, who gives a shit what I did like last week, let alone like 15 years ago? Like, I don't, you know, like, you know, obviously I do care. Of course. Like, yeah. But it's like, you know, why would anybody want to know about that? But I'm, I'm really stoked that like you guys, uh, thank you, Riley, for hooking this up, you know. Dude, seriously, like when he, when he told me that he was hooking it up, I was like, "Oh, dude, sick!" And like, I, I was just like, "I'm very, I'm just always super stoked and positive all the time." And like, and like, yes, you sound it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Like, and like, and I'm like, I don't know, like, 
I, I love hearing those types of stories. And like, it's, it's so like, like I said, it's so rewarding for me to know that I now know someone that has gone through the, these experiences, dude, the fucking drum tech for trivium. That's dumb, dude. That's like, like what's like, if, if I, if even when I put this out, people are not going to believe that I talk to you. Like they're going <laughs> to, it's, it's, it's so crazy that like, you know, that all started from just playing a show with a, smelly grindcore band but hadn't showered in a week like you, you know like so it's cool. it's it's so awesome and um i'm so glad that i've i've got to do it all it's it's you know it's very rewarding and i'm so glad to be friends with all these people to this very day dude yes that is dude oh my god dude like like you know honestly like what i'm gonna do i'm gonna say like i'm gonna end it right here just because like I feel like, oh. that's, like that's like the perfect ender. Like that's the only bummer. But the thing is, I'm literally going to talk to you right after this because I still want to talk to you. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Did you have any other questions? For I know you had a, a few extra questions that I could probably answer for you and not go on like a, an hour and a half rampage on about them. Dude, no. The, the, the thing is, like what I was about to say was, honestly, I, I don't know if you'd want to, but we could always do like an episode two someday. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, this is the first podcast I've ever done, so I'm like, I was super nervous about doing it. So I was like, yeah, like yeah, I'm, I'd be more than happy to do that. That'd be awesome, dude. Because like honestly, like I first of all, I would have never thought this was your first podcast. You you seem like like this is something that you do all the time. Like you you were super like open <laughs> and like just like right off the bat, just like hey, like all this stuff, like, <laughs> dude. It, Yo, this, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude like uh you know i i just love i love talking to people and you know i just uh it's 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 you know i love talking about the old days because you know i i've never been a person that's like uh you know a lot of people can't remember you know the past because yeah, you know yeah. either they drank too much or they've done too many drugs to remember like all the shit that's ever happened that's like that was never my lifestyle so it's like my memory bank is all i have like it's so it's an insane hard drive of all these stories and all these memories and like i'll mention something to somebody from like back in those days and it's just like how the fuck do you remember this like <laughs> it's like well i didn't i didn't drink a shit ton of beer and uh you know like yeah it's my job to remember this so you remember what you know what went on and it's yeah, like, exactly. oh, dude, i totally forgot that that happened or man i didn't even know that that happened so it's like <laughs> You know, I, I, I have a blast talking about it. And it's like, you know, with uh, I've met a lot of people through the Wax Vessel community yeah. uh, and have become like such great friends with like people just like over the Internet. And it's like, you know, I talk to a lot of these people on a daily basis. And it's like, you know, we all have like, you know, little little jokes with each other. Like, what's up, guys? Eat my butt. Like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> eat my butts like a like a slogan and like everybody knows me as as chef bing bong like you know it's <laughs> it's 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 so fucking crazy like i just mentioned that in a in a post one time and it was like it caught on and it just it, it and that's what everybody everybody knows me as chef so it's like <laughs> I, i'm not a chef i fucking grill out like that's it you know <laughs> Dude, that's actually one thing I wanted to ask was like, how did like, why is your name Chef Bing Bong? 
And now you'll have to stay tuned until next week where you find out why his name is Chef Bing Bong. And maybe he has like a couple superpowers. You never know, but you have to stay tuned. But seriously, it was so, so cool talking to him. There were, there were so many amazing stories and then he goes on to tell even more stories and it's 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 so awesome so when in in that in the in the podcast i was like oh hey like we'll uh have to do an episode two and i and i the only reason i do that is because i don't want to take up so much of someone's time so that's why i always almost seem it almost seems like i cut it off and i hate doing that but it's just i, I just i feel like i don't want them to have to spend all their time talking to some random dude but like it was i'm so glad he did stay and we kept going and it was amazing so uh yeah so next week is going to be the second part of uh james chef bing bong uh watson's uh interview and <laughs> it was oh my god that was so much fun hearing all those stories <laughs> blew my mind but uh but yes so a stupidly huge thank you to james for coming on that was it was seriously probably one of the most fun episodes i have ever done and so again thank you it was so cool so i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you guys stay tuned until next week it's it's so it's it was so much fun so again thank you to james thank you for listening and i hope uh to be oh yep okay that's how it's gonna end i'm gonna do that but uh so Thank you for coming out and listening and doing all this fun stuff. It sounds like I'm at a show, but uh, uh, I will talk to you later. Goodbye.